staring at the uh i'm <laughs> i'm staring at the weapon of choice for pew, today pew, pew, pew. yeah there he is welcome oh. back to front seat guys all right this is what? the voice of lavender according what? to George. what just what what just happened rod yeah. you gotta explain that nobody understands <laughs> yeah what you no just one said. understands what that I, means i think it's one of those things where the longer we don't explain it the better it is yes yes <laughs> okay it, you're just the voice of lavender all right you know yes. what we'll just explain that at the end of the episode you, you want, that's what you want to do that's all what right. we'll do i want yeah. to come back to it okay so Leave hanging so staring across from me very unfortunately on the other side of the table is mr jordan i'd Largish like to sit Bada. next to you as well Yes, I, I think it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to my right is Mr. Producer oh. Jacob Miller. Oh, hey, I, I am currently sitting next to you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you. No problem. That. Yes, no problem. And to my left, the 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 esteemed. Oh gosh, Doctor Ron B. Smith Jr. Listen, I, I can't even pay attention because right now I'm going on Etsy and I'm buying you guys the Miss Pa dear friend best friend's heart. You know where Rodney, you're gonna wear his name Jordan <laughs> on your yeah the broken heart. You're gonna wear his name on one side and and you Jordan, you're gonna wear Rodney's. Are are you you want to combine the, it? What are those necklaces thing? that have like the opening that you like have a picture inside of it? What are those called? A locket. A yeah. locket. Can yeah. I get one with like Rodney's face? Absolutely. Yes. You want it in color? Do you want it black and white like vintage? Like he was in the Civil oh War fighting. Gosh. I don't want to pretend like I'm vintage. I just rather get a color. You want to get it in full yeah. color? All right. All right. I agree with that. I need All right. an HD All right. 4K photo. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. We can provide that. Okay. Man, I mean, that actually reminds me like Christmas is going to get of real. going back in time to when lockets were a thing. Like, wow. When, like, Rodney, when you were in the Marines, did you have a locket? No, I did to not. To remember people? No. That's the only place I ever see it is in movies where, like, Marines are, like, fighting, and they have, like, open up their locket. Okay. I yeah, remember. I, I think it's a photo. I don't, I don't. I don't recall any lockets. Yeah, to be but. fair, typically only women wore those as a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Guys would pull a picture of their girlfriend out of their wallet. Oh, you're right. You're I don't right. think the guy would have been allowed in the Marines if he wore a locket <laughs> necklace, a cameo <laughs> of his mama. The voice of lavender, everybody. The voice, the voice of lavender. Oh the voice of lavender. <laughs> that was apropos. <laughs> oh, where the, do you see it in movies? I don't know. You're getting somewhere with what's that. What's a though? locket? Oh yeah, yeah. That like reminds me of going back in time. Okay, yeah. talk about time. No, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob, for saving us. From Get the us depths. to the point. We're talking about how to manage time better. We want to be better with your guys this time. We're looking at the life of Solomon, and here's what he said: an interesting rhetorical question. Who can say how one's days can be spent? Mm. Ecclesiastes 6.12. Obviously, he's begging the question and making a statement that we're really not in control of so many things. There's a season, but he also gives wisdom on how to be better time managers. I honestly, uh, I, I deal with this a lot. Rodney, I know you do. 
you know, and we all we all do personally in our own lives. But I have a lot of men ask, like, how can I how can I fit everything in? Like, I want to be a better father, but my work demands so much. I want to be better at this. Uh, how do I manage clients? How do I manage time? I'm a contractor, whatever. Like, I have to be so many places, and I really want to be these things. But I wish there were more hours in the day. I wish there were more days in the week. All right. Well, let's talk about that. There are some very, very simple biblical principles of how you can squeeze the most out of time, but honestly let God put into you what he only wants out of you, Yeah, which I think is the key. That's an awesome way to Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now let, let me just really briefly, we can go through Solomon as writings in Ecclesiastes, and he, and he begins to say there's a time for everything. Don't have time to rattle those off. Go back and look those up. It's really good. But it's interesting that he begins with life and death. Like he rattles off everything, you know. There's there's rain, there's sun. I mean, just you know, there's there's laughter, there's tears. He just lists, but he begins with life and death. So automatically, it's a, a reminder that ultimately we're really not in as much control as we think we are. Mm-hmm. But he's also making a point uh, as he continues to write that it does matter mm-hmm. what you do between the moment you're born oh, yeah, and the true. moment you're die. For you sure. die. Yeah. So how to maximize that. So, I mean, think about this. This is going to be so ridiculously simple. Think about this. We only have 24 hours. Mm. The Bible says, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So we sort of put hours to a day, uh, but we only have 24 hours. That's really all that we're guaranteed. Now, the Bible is is for planning. The Bible is for, like it says, a king doesn't go into battle without counting the cost. So in other words, you're planning ahead. You're strategizing. We know that. The Bible is not against that. But it's living for the day. It's not borrowing tomorrow's troubles. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own troubles of its own. Right. So we know that, but that tells us a number of things. Plan for problems. That's another little time principle I didn't write down, but plan for difficulties. But 24 hours is all we have. And but Now, the Bible says it this way. Here's what I think is so key. The Bible says, give us this day our daily, daily bread. bread. Yeah. Daily bread. Mm. Now, I don't like stale bread. Does anybody like stale bread? No. I had stale bread this morning, but I didn't like it. For real? (laughs) (laughs) It was not good. Okay. All right, Jordan. Boys lavender. Yeah. The the timeliness of your experiences and how they match this are awesome. It was not good. Actually, speaking of timeliness, I last night was going to get ahead of my schoolwork. Okay. Can you imagine that? I was trying to be responsible. That's all right. Good. And get done with my homework. And instead, I made dinner for like four hours. What? In <laughs> and the cleaned world? up everything, and like, and instead of instead of making dinner, I did not manage my time well. Wow. What, what did you make for dinner? Can I ask a little, a little slight deviation here? Like, what took four hours? So y'all know HelloFresh meals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was supposed to be like pretty quick, pretty simple. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And then yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be sponsored by them, but yeah. that would be nice. But yeah, it was like I just added a bunch of stuff that didn't need to be added to it. Oh. I was just like, I wanted to be a better food, but it was like pork chops. And I'm sorry, you like, and if anyone has convictions, you know, against eating pork chops, right, right. Um, but um, yeah, it was like pork chops and like carrots was the meal, and I was like, this is nasty. Got it. So, so you I tried just, to add. I tried to add a bunch of stuff, and then uh, you know, I had to clean everything up. You yeah. Know, Honestly, rain and I for just a moment. I know we're deviating a little bit, but no, not actually because this is a little bit of talk about time. So rain and I, you know, with some of the kiddos moving out of the house and and with her mom and so oh, yeah. forth, we actually tried one of those meal service deals, whatever they are. And honestly, I think it took me longer to read through the specifics I of know. the ingredients. Like I know, I, you know, and I thought, you know what? I think we, you know, like 
the quality of the food they provided was awesome. Like, I think we learned a lot from it. But I think I spent more time reading the the instructions than I did. So I think it took us, it said an hour and a half time. I think it took me like two, two and a half hours. Honestly, I think I make uh, I make a good old quesadilla. Yes, you do. I would. That's all I got to make. And breakfast. And breakfast. I'm a pro. I made shakshuka the other day. Yeah, um. Okay. Okay. All right. It's pretty good. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah anyways. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Just had to so, tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, later they'll figure out what shakshuka is. But um, yeah. Let's just let's just just keep rolling here. How to be better with your time. Sometimes you can take four hours to make a meal. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, instead of get things done. But that's a good point. Like you can start out doing something that you think has good intentions, but it actually sucks life out of you. Wow. That you don't want to. So here's a question I have. If time is the most precious commodity, okay, which the Bible speaks of it in Ephesians 5, it says, live life with a sense of responsibility, make the best use of your time. Let me just hone in on that on that verse. Make the best use of your time. Now, here, here we go. That is a biblical command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if time is a precious commodity, here's what I'm going to conjecture. Then wasting time must be a pretty big sin. Mm. Yeah. Now, sins aren't graded. Like, theologically, don't slap back at me and say, are some sins greater than others? You know, God doesn't doesn't grade sins, if you will. Sin is sin, you know, mm. you know what I mean? But still, let me just get to the point. Time is precious, and the Bible tells you and I to make the best use of our time. Listen to these words. You make the best use of your time. So that means we have to give some thought to it, yeah. all right? Now, we know there's some benefits to time management. Um, and so let, why are we talking about this? What's going to come of this? Well, obviously, more peace of mind. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan, if you don't mind for just a moment. Honestly, how did—I mean, for real. Uh, Bro. Like, no, how did you feel after you spent four hours on a meal and you didn't do your homework when you had sort of made the commitment to do, to do better at homework? Dude. All right, what? It was terrible. <laughs> I, I was I was so upset. I got to my room and I was like, "Well, it's too late now. Wow, I got to do it tomorrow." There you so go. Yeah, now I'm now I'm gonna have to do it tomorrow. I was upset. That's yeah. how I was. Now, okay. To be fair, life's gonna do what life does. Yeah, life's gonna throw interruptions. Life's gonna throw surprises, emergencies. Like we get that. Some projects are gonna take longer. Like if you're in construction, you can always expect to to pay twenty more twenty percent more than what you bid. Yeah, twenty uh, percent more time on what you actually. We we know that. So just in life, I mean, things are gonna stall. Things aren't gonna work effectively. As much as we love sort of technology, we know that technology sometimes is just not gonna cooperate. It's right. gonna cost us time. But one of the benefits of getting better at time management is peace of mind. Sure, I can't think of someone anybody that doesn't want better health. Mm-hmm. You you know right if you're not exhausting yourself so to speak the 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 you're not so bright if somebody said if you burn the candle at both ends yeah eventually gonna burn out and I mean that works on both sides if you're working too hard or if you're working too little ooh it both sides are gonna affect your mental health that's a great point we were designed to work but not to be absorbed in work absolutely that's another great point all right stronger relationships obviously because now you're able to be with present. Um, in relationships, whereas before time was just sapping it out of you. Like I know a lot of dads who struggle. They're like, I want to provide for my kids and I need to provide. Well, that means X, Y, Z in terms of commitment, time, projects, and income. Mm. But then sometimes they're working so hard that they're not actually able to be present at certain moments. Yeah, and they miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I've never. I have never done counseling with a family where the child actually wished dad would work more at the office and spend less time at home. Mm. I've never heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. never, and and never will either. And, and never will. We'll, we'll never sit at our, we'll never sit in our last days on the hospital bed wishing 
dad had made more money. No. Wow. No. We'll wow. always wish we had more time. Exactly. So there is a balance, which is what we're talking about. You do need to earn a living to pay the bills to be able to provide, but there there is there is a limit. There is some some balance. Here's another benefit. Um, you're, listen, you're available for God to use. Yeah. That's that's one of the major points in Ephesians five when the Bible commands you to make the best use of your time. So number one, it's a commandment. So we have to pay attention to it. Make the best use. Number two, if He commands it, then we can do it. Mm-hmm. But let me just let me hone on that word one more time. Make it requires you and I pray, study, and give intentional thought with intentional purpose to be intentional with our time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do that. I want to just throw out just a few ideas. Like there are so many that are out there, and to be honest, there's there's so many people better at this in both the secular realm and the Christian realm that could really go into greater detail of how to be really good at managing your time. But there were three to me that just um, sort of stood out as I talk to families and more specifically to men that I think we need to learn. And just these three, let's start here. Here's one of them. We have to accept that I have limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Like w- there's limits that are placed on us. The Bible says this. Psalm 119 said, I have learned that everything has limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some on some projects, you just have to know you might have to walk away. Yeah. If you're not paying attention to your limitations, then you're kind of always going to be disappointed mm. when you run out of steam. It, or if you wow, under... Run, run even, out of time. Even if you under... Like under, um, I guess, assign yourself duties. Right. Then you're gonna be kind of disappointed when you have that extra, extra time. Right. It's just too much. Right. You know? I want to develop sometime. I don't know if you, you guys remember. We were at the house and and we were talking about like this current generation mm-hmm. and that they really set the bar low. Mm-hmm. You remember that kind of that we were talking yeah. because they 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 set their expectations low yeah. because they don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. So they they literally just you know. They, they just say, if I can just get out of bed today, life is successful. It's a, it's a generation of comparison. Mm. And when they see other people who are just like so seem so much better in every way, mm. then they're like, okay, well, then there's no point in trying. Whoa. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big problem. It's huge. We just had this conversation last night. Really? In my house as well. Um, actually, with my parents. And uh, we were just talking about how different the generation like back when we were in school Mm-hmm. Everybody was trying to dress up. It was a competition, yeah. also not correctly focused, right? right? Mm-hmm. And now, when I'm on campus at a high school, everyone's wearing pajamas. PJs, yeah, PJs everywhere. PJs and Crocs. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares how they look. Nobody right. cares. It's almost like, well, this whole campus is given up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that translates into their work effort. Yeah. yeah. Like they may be told to wear like a, a uniform, if you will, to to represent where they work, but why try? Mm-hmm. Like why try to be a better employee? Why try to be a better student? So my whole point is there, in some respects, we've gone the opposite way. We, we've set the bar of limits and limitations so low that we don't even try. But also there are some guys that just keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, mm-hmm. pushing it, uh, and burn out. So here's what we know. God is the author of, of limits. Yeah. Now, hang on. God is the author. Of, he He's assigned a limit to everything. But culture says we can do it all. Culture says we can have it all. 
Oh, yeah. Culture says we deserve it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, just listen to the commercials. You deserve it. You're worth it. When they sell a car, they, 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 instead of selling the car, they're like, you need this. Like, this is who you are. Yeah. And so it makes you strive to get something to be someone. Mm-hmm. But no, we we have some we have physical limitations. I mean, just just note that we have a number of ministries here. One of them is Feet to Faith, um, that just recently sort of started back up. And as people learn to either walk a certain distance or run a certain distance, uh, we were having the conversation earlier with Jacob about how they're learning to run a mile, and they were timing themselves and. Yeah. You know, Jacob made a great comment. He a was like, Nine and a half, by the way. Huh? Nine and a half minute mile. Nine and a half? Dang. Okay. That's good. Just want to let you know. Is that really good? I, it's above average by nice. 30 seconds. Nice. <laughs> what was Jacob's point, though? Got it. <laughs> Got it. Right. Well, but, but but Jacob made a good point in this. He goes, there's really no need to, like, set a fast pace. Like, you don't have to. Like, if you just oh. keep your heart... If you just keep your <laughs> Yeah, how do those peppermint socks taste there, Jordan? <laughs> no, but but you know, but no, I see what you're saying though, Jordan. That's and that's fine. So, th- but that's a good point. You still need to push yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah. you still have to push yourself to be better um, at whatever it is, mm-hmm. but not push yourself to the point where to like maybe comparison or mm-hmm. or just overdoing or it becomes an obsession. But the point that Jacob made, I think, was so well. He said, there's no really need to set a time. Just keep your heart rate up at this and like mm. don't get focused on that because your body has limitations. If you only look at a time, you think I failed, but if it, I ran a mile and so fast. But if you look at what is happening to your body and how you're developing, where well, you're a success. Wow, yeah. yeah. But still realize that your body has limitations. You may you may have walked a mile, but it walked it in 20 minutes. Yeah. But that may have been more of a benefit to your body than trying to run a mile mm. at and Ten being minutes or whatever. Exerted in, in, yeah. Exactly. But my point is God is the author of limits, and you and I have to understand them. We have physical limits. We have emotional limits. Mm. We honestly take on more emotionally than we were designed to carry. Yeah. yeah. And we need help with that, which is a whole could be a whole nother episode. The Bible tells us that in First Peter it tells us to cast our anxiety. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you're probably undoubtedly carrying more of an emotional weight than you should. Sometimes we assume the emotional weight of others mm-hmm. that we're not meant to handle. And so it's learning that God has placed in a, a limit on you. Um, what you can there's mental, mm-hmm. there's mental limitations. For sure. Right, right. My mind is only designed to live if God is saying, you know, to today's daily bread, then that means he's given me the mental space and the time space to accomplish, listen, what he wants accomplished in that day. Yeah. Most of the time, we're living with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mentally and in our space, and we don't have the time for that. I One thing that rang out to me that you just said was what he wants us to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you if you listen to all of the self help guru, and and there's not there's not a guy who hasn't you know heard any you know Jacko will you know the the, the Tony yeah. Robbins whatever right, and it's it, the only thing keeping you from the other thing that you want is you right, right. pound that square peg yeah. into the round hole make it happen you, you know get rid of the weak mind when you become aware 
of Christ, when you become aware of God's control in the world and you really submit to it, you're not you it's the it's the dying to self you're not yeah, thinking right. about you you're what does god want from me today is the constant question mm-hmm. and it may not be what i've planned yeah but mm-hmm. yeah it, that's to me that's the key yes. part of what you said is just being being open right. that god's plans for us may not be what we thought we had planned for ourselves oh absolutely i mean listen to job job says our time is limited this is job 14 You, God, have given us only so many months to live and have set limits we cannot go beyond. Wow. Mm -hmm. Black and white. I mean, listen, the word of God, like, you know, this is why Encourage exists. Encourage does not exist just to be a group of guys that just sit around and chit-chat and say, go after what you want to go after. I want to be very specific, but we also want to be very biblical. Uh So we're trying to make biblical, godly men that are focused, right? And so we have to include the Bible in this, and the Bible is very specific in the area of time management. God has given us so many months to live, but listen, he has set limits that we cannot go beyond. Mm -hmm. Now, hang on. By cannot, that does not mean that you will will hit a literal um, uh, electric fence and be shocked. No, emotionally, you'll, you'll go beyond it. Physically, yeah. you'll go beyond it. When I do marriage counseling, now here's what I tell folks. I'm like, the human body can run on empty for years. Yeah, mm. for sure. A car can't run on empty. It'll stop. Your mm. stomach can't run on empty, but for so long, your body will physically stop. But the human body can run on without emotions for years, which is why I meet with marriages that have been married 15, 20, 25 years, and he or she will come in and she'll say, I have been empty for eight years. Mm-hmm. Like we can run on empty for years wow. and not know it. So when the Bible says you cannot go beyond them, it, there will be times when God literally stops you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. But uh, oftentimes, if we're so stubborn and, and independent, he'll let us run till we're at our very end. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I need you to understand. But nonetheless, God controls our limits. Okay, what are the limits? Well, God, God gives you warning signs that you sort of stretched it. Pain, mm-hmm. obviously. Fatigue, mm-hmm. stress. Loss of joy. Guys, here's the big one I think is for guys. All right, I I, I I say that. Irritability. Yeah. Oh. Early on, Randy could tell when um, I was either pushing it too much or I was in that moment where I was waiting on God to speak because I became irritable. Mm. You know, I'm not like the guy that goes around the house and yells and shouts and throws things and, you know, kicks the cat and so forth. It would just be like smaller statements. Yeah, exactly. She could just tell this, just something's a little off. And she would always say like, what are you preaching Sunday? (laughs) Or what's happening in this area and so forth. For the average guy, we carry so much and we try to carry it within and without that we'll we'll suck up the pain. So mm. I'll, we'll push through the fatigue. Yeah, we'll push we'll push away the stress. Absolutely not, Guy, guys. I don't have stress. I can handle that joy. But it'll always show up in men in irritability. And a lot of people will say, "Okay, I'm seeing these. I'm seeing these like signs, like these warning lights, yeah. right? But I can't stop." Ooh, what do you say to that? Um, I would say, "What do you mean you can't stop? Mm. Where do you feel like you can't stop?" Yeah. Um, and a lot of guys are like, I've, I think I've written too many checks, if you will, that mm. emotionally I can't cash, um, or I've written so many contracts I'm in over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll say things like, oh, well, well, I want to start defining for them, like, well, tell me what that means. 
Like, what do you mean you can't stop? What's preventing you from stopping? What are these areas? And yet, logistically, like, let's say a guy's starting a business and he's already made so many commitments. Well, he's trying to catch up to um, start the business, open the shop, yeah. get the jobs done. Okay, I get that. Well, you need to work to a, a point where it is manageable. There's mm-hmm. going to be seasons where life is unmanageable. Mm-hmm. There's going to be seasons of sickness. That life's going to do what life does because we live in a fallen world. Mm. And you need to understand, that's why I meant like plan for problems, right? Tomorrow has its problems of its own. We know that problems are going to come and cause delays and hurt and pain and fatigue and stress. But it's in that moment you evaluate like, did I bring this on? Mm-hmm. And if I did, in what area did I? How can I maneuver, work my way out of or eliminate. We're going to get to that point in just a moment. If I didn't bring it on, then how can I manage the moment that I'm in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you're not in that place yet, like if you're if you're not in a place where you're like, I'm feeling overwhelmed, or you're not in a place where you can't manage your time, you have to evaluate every decision that you make. Is this something that I can take on? That's mm-hmm. it right there. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm teaching this lesson, but I really think Raina needs to come in and teach it because, like, when she's handling ministry in our family, and she's handling the care of her mom, and she's handling so many. I mean, I listen to her phone. I think I get a lot of text during the day, but her phone is constantly pinging, and yeah. it's not pinging like, "Hey, can we meet lunch? Hey, can we do coffee?" It's like my husband's leaving me, or my kid did this. I mean, I'm. it's a constant. And I just watch her, and then all of a sudden the nursing home calls, and, you know, your mom needs this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, she she at that moment, she's like, there are some things that I, these are the things I can control. Mm-hmm. These are the things I can't control. She's an amazing multitasker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to take these right here, and then I'm going to learn to walk away or yeah. pause and come back to these for just a moment. Does that make sense? Right. So you and I, first of all, you got to realize that God has set limitations in life. Yeah. And you'll run into them. You'll run beyond them. And just know that and be okay that you did not get some things done today. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here, it's, sort yeah. of na- it's sort of natural, too. Like, we're, we're all bro. How do you train to get better? Uh. You keep pushing yourself oh. at the, to the point that you want to quit and you go a little bit more. So it's almost instinctive naturally that if we're trying to perfect, you know, work or Great whatever point. environment we're in, we're inclined to push ourselves to the very edge to do that. And you just have to get better at knowing what that edge is and where to stop, like being that, more yes. disciplined about looking, it. Looking at your warning signs, like, okay, where am I at? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. What 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 what's the point when you're running the the mile when you're like, you know, this is my body telling you the knee's gonna blow here any second, yeah. or it's just a lot of pain I don't really want to put up with, right? right? There's there's two kinds of pain here, and you right. you got to be able to discern between the two. Right. I mean, I, I honestly have folks all the time, you know, say I don't know how how you do it, you know, in terms of like how. You're managing basically people's lives and all of this other stuff. And in some respects, I mean, the office of the pastor is different than like the CEO of a company. But in some respects, it's not, or the manager, or being a father. Like we all deal with the same thing. But honestly, I just realized at the end of the day, I'm like, well, God, that's as far as I got in that sermon development. I guess that means you've got a word for me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And literally when the day's done, when I feel like him saying like, it's time, I'm like, okay, it's time. And when I go home... I don't know how, but when I'm home, I, it's, I'm i I'm serious. You know, Chuck Swindoll said that years ago, and I, I bought it. He said two inches inside my, my front door, and, and I'm done. Like, I'm home. 
And so I've prayed, Lord, I, I feel like I've done what you want me to accomplish. And if not, then tomorrow, give me the strength, the energy, the awareness to make it up. Um, other than that, it, this day was in your hands. Um, and I trusted you. Here's another one. Okay, so just three principles on time management. I think you have to learn to prune your life. Yeah. Mm, Jordan, 100%. you kind of said it earlier as a segue, uh, if you, but you, maybe you didn't know it or whatever. There's some things you have to learn to say no to. Yeah. yeah. There are some things you have to you have to learn to eliminate. Paul said everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Hundred percent. Okay. Often we think we think both thoughts. We think, oh, this is permissible and it's beneficial. No, you kind of have to evaluate. I probably could do that, but I probably don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what am I saying no to if I do choose to do that? Exactly. Oh, yeah. You're always saying no. You're always you're saying, saying no. yes. <laughs> That's crazy. That is right. So many people live with FOMO, right? Mm-hmm. The fear of missing out. They think if I'm not there, what will happen? What will I mean? You know what? I can't control that. Mm. I even if I was there. I probably still couldn't control it even if I was in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean. I have to I have to learn. But but why why do we pruning is a is a principle for everything. Mm-hmm. Um like plants and everything. You you prune not just what's dead, you also sometimes listen, this is hard. You also have to prune what's living. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things that are working, if you will, for you, well, just because it's working may not mean that you need to be involved in it right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you want to think about it, like if you're a visual person, like you got your life is like this huge tree. Yeah. And I mean, like if you're living in America and you have like a normal life, pretty much right. everybody's kind of got this huge tree and every branch is fighting for light. Right. And That's you're good. you're fighting to have some light in your day. Like you're mm. fighting to have some time in your day mm. and everything in your life is doing that. Right. You have to cut out the things that are taking up too much space. Right. You have to take those out so you can have time for the important branches that are like family, important branches right. of work, of friends, of like the gospel. Right. Pouring that into your life. So if you're not pruning, then you're not having time for anything else. And again, to your point, it's not just proving what's dead because the branch that you're pruning is getting light. It's alive, mm-hmm. but maybe it's blocking a whole other section of the tree that needs to grow. Maybe that's what Christ wants to grow. So it's pruning what's... Yeah, great enough. It's proving what pruning what is alive and and also not just things that are dead. And let, let's also let's yeah. also throw a couple of of giant bears on the altar let's of go. of you know because you're using examples that are like how much do I work in a day and things mm-hmm. like that. But let's let's get real. If you were to ask a guy like let let's talk about things that guys waste time on. What about mm. watching too much sports? Mm. Yeah. What about too much time on the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever? Yeah. What about like what about putting cars together? Like you can just you can go down a list of a million different things that we 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 that we create hobbies, right? Distractions. Right. Playing golf. Um if it's a very fine line between doing something constructive mm. and idolizing something mm-hmm. mm. and so we use excuses like i like i've heard it my whole life especially with sports you know i'm, I'm this is helping me teach my son you know not to quit and camaraderie and you know the team's first and those are all very solid attributes but when that thing becomes when you become enslaved to it yeah mm. yes when when you are not spending time uh serving 
being obedient, putting your family in front of it, and that becomes the thing that your family's wrapped around, you've definitely created an idol. Mm. You, 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 you make cut it back. You make such a good point in that. And so also, I mean, I mean let, me, let me just, you know, clarify. Um, nothing against, you're not saying there's anything wrong with no. playing golf, fixing cars, no. whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes, because here's what I hear guys say, it's my, it's it's how I wind down. It's mm-hmm. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's where um, I find peace or relief because the day, I mean, an element of that, I get that. Like, I understand that. Yeah. But again, the Bible says, listen, make the best use of your time. Yeah. Is is that at that moment actually the best use of the minutes that God gave you? Remember, we are stewards yeah. of that. That's true. So we had a guy early on in ministry, before I met Raina, he supported me in my evangelism ministry in college, you know, preaching, and had a car, broke down. And literally, he just bought a brand new car. Whoa. It was ridiculous. And uh, he went away, and he goes, Ron, I've, you know, I've known you long enough. Can you watch my house? If you've ever watched somebody's house, well, obviously, because the way this guy sort of gifted me, when I walked into his house, I was like, I'm taking care of this guy's house. Yeah. Now, this guy's house was like a resort. <laughs> I mean, he had horses and ponds and Whoa. pools. and the. I mean, in Ra- it's one of Raina's favorite houses. After we met, I introduced, him, introduced her to him, and she was like, this house is amazing. And I could have, my point is and all that, I could have gone into that house and been, woohoo, yeah. you know, and just lived the life and sort of wasted it. But I chose in that moment, because he took such good care of me, I chose not just to sit around and watch the house. I chose to take care of things around the house that I noticed. That's so good. I'm not put pat myself on the back. I'm trying to use that as an illustration. God has given us a day. Yeah. Is is the way you're choosing to quote unquote wind down? Is that is that literally is that Christ honoring? Mm. Are you winding down in gratitude? The way that you That's were watching way to that house in gratitude. Well, I mean, you can also ask it like, are the Orlando Magic going to make your relationship with your wife better? Oh, are wow. the Seals, are the Seattle Seahawks going to add money to your paycheck? Mm. Wow, you know, is is the head coach going to call you up and ask you what play to run next? You know, it's wow. just like we 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 get so and we get. Fixated. Emotionally yeah. fixated on it, not just physically mm, fixated. That's a good one. That's it, a good and one. It sucks us in. It causes irritability because there's limits. God has limits, and I noticed that for myself. Like, I, like I've, I've had to cut so much of that self because I'll get sucked, and I'm like, this guy gets paid seven million dollars to do that. You know? Right, and then you start getting irritable because you are at your limit. God's like, no more. You don't need this. Go do something else more mm. constructive. Yeah, and so and and again, I'm not saying you know there's no value in it. Right, but 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 yes. there is That's good. there is a threshold. There is a yes. line that you have to draw. And so if that line is, you're missing three Sundays out of. For a month right. of church, mm-hmm. because you're on an AAU team with your with your two boys mm. traveling the world, you yeah. know, to beat the Giants, it's it's too much. Yeah, you, you're you're and you're not only that, but you're telling you're telling your children what's what's important. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's a time not, and place for all that, right? right? There's a time and place and a season. So it's not that we're necessarily against that, but. To your point, Rodney, when I have men come up and say, "I just don't have time for worship. I don't have time for serving. I don't have time for this or that." If I actually were to take a look at their week, if I were to say, tell me how you spent your week and they were to be honest, I'm like, wow, you actually have about eight hours 
that you weren't even aware of. We're not saying don't go play golf, but maybe cut it. The Yeah, anyway, here's the point of prune life periodically. The vices. They're vices. How, no, I mean, we. how much time do we spend a day oh, yeah. scrolling on yeah. devices? Yeah, now, now at least iPhones tell you that. You know, it yeah. tells you how many Oof. hours you spend on social media and you're stuff. Not look at my screen time. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. But, okay, well, that's a good point. Well, um, sometimes you have to learn to say no to the things that are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are some good that come that comes out of all those things. Here's the secret. The secret is selection. Mm-hmm. You have to know what to select and when to select it. Mm. Like, may honestly, maybe a four-hour golf day on Saturday is a good thing for you. Yeah. Right? Maybe watching that game... But to the point where you're just so obsessed with it, and this te- the, again, the point is just learn, like take a look at your week, and you'll be surprised where you can find minutes and hours mm-hmm. that you can prune away. Now you've gained minutes and hours that you can put to what is good. Why? For greater productivity, for to do what God has called you to do. And in the end, you're not going to be so stressed out. Yeah. You're not going to be so irritable. You're not going to lack peace. You're not going to be mm. so tired. Mm. You, overall, you're going to feel better about where you are um, in your walk. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, some people are like aware that like this this thing in my life needs to stop. Right. Like whether it's whether it's an actual sin or if it's just something that's a distraction. I mean, if it's a distraction, it's a sin. Right. But if Good it's point. something like that, some people are like, I don't want to be doing this, but I continue to do it. Like I'm I'm just drawn to it so much. How do you help somebody like that break out of it? Like I'll give you an example. So um like let's use the same thing Rodney was talking about. Like I want to spend more time with my kids. Right. But I'm so drawn to this like sports in and I don't know, I'm not too into sports, but yeah. like the Seahawks or whatever, like UCF, like I just love UCF. Uh, my tree is decorated in UCF merch right now. It's right. not decorated with pictures of my kids. Right. I need help um, changing those things. Like, how do I take those? How do I? How do I? After trying, and it's not working. How do I get that out of my life? I mean, that, that's a great question. So, first and foremost, for me, um, I, I have Raina. So, mm. so, sort of a, a balance um, in life. I like. I'm. I don't think I'm really into anything. I mean, I, I am, but I'm more me- in, mentally into it. Like, I don't. My life honestly is lived by Sunday. So sometimes I don't even know holidays. I don't even know what's happening in the sports world. I honestly, don't even for the most part happen, know what's happening in in the um in in the news world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not that I have my head in my sand, but I just like God. What do you want me to do today? And I focus on that mm-hmm. and nothing else. But. Um, there are times, yeah, when I'm scrolling, shopping, if you will, for the girls, looking ahead, thinking of this or that, that I, so for me, I go to my wife mm-hmm. and I'm like, have you noticed, like, am I just like laying around? Like, am I, you know, you know, so start with somebody that you know, you love and trust and say, do you ever hear me say, I don't have enough time? And, and from, from the outside looking in, do you see where I'm sort of wasting time? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it would be good also, just like as a quick thought, if you're actually thinking about doing that, if you're actually thinking about putting that right. in place, tell them, like, give them a precursor, like, I'm looking for truth because I'm looking to be better. That's mm. a good way to put I, it. I don't want you to try to sugarcoat anything. Right. I want you to be completely honest with you, with me. Am I spending my time with you right. well? Right. Like, Absolutely. Do you see me doing that well? And honestly, but maybe even before you ask that, I just even having to think of this, like with your kids, sometimes your kids will actually tell you yeah. mm-hmm. if you're listening. 
they'll say things like, I wish we had time at the end of the day. Mm. You're like, wait, what does that mean? I'm actually here at the end of the day. Why do we not? Mm. Um, I wish we had time to do this. Or they'll, they'll actually drop some of those. Your wife will actually drop some yeah. of those things. Like, it'd be fun if we did this. And you're mm. like, ha ha, yeah, it would be fun. But you're like, wait, why did she say, <laughs> you're like, wait, why did she say that? What are we not yeah. doing that yeah. she hopes we do? And to that same point, it's not always physical. I can right. be present or physically mm. in the presence oh, come of on. my family and still be present at work. Yeah. Right. Like you said, two inches in the door frame. That's what an awesome rule that is. Like, how many guys do we talk to in a week where they're spending time with their family, but they're not present? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and their wife sees it, their kids see it. Yeah. They see you on the phone, you're scrolling, yeah. you're there. But you're you're not attentive, and it's yeah. like, no. and, and so you're almost. It's almost more destructive. Yes, because yes. at least when you're not there, they know why you're not there. When now you, I finally get you home, and I'm not important enough to mm-hmm. put me first in this yeah. moment. So you know, it's it's learning how to say no mentally too. That's true. And Learn how to say no. Yep. Three things, just really quick. Um, accept my limitations. There are. Know what they are. Prune your life. Like learn to say no to good things and uh, dead things. The secret there is selection. And to Jordan's question, how do you find out? Ask those closest to you or listen to those closest to you. They'll tell you. Here's one. Um, and our last one. Do less and learn how to trust God more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we think if I just stay busy, I'll find the answer. Mm. Now, one of the hardest lessons you'll ever have to learn. Maybe it's just me. One of the hardest lessons you'll ever have to learn is to do less and to trust God more. Wow. To sort of sit in the silence. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling, listen to the Bible. One of the hardest things on earth to do it. One of the hard, because we are a getter done, stay busy, keep my hands busy, keep my mind busy. Listen to the Bible, 2 Corinthians. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength Mm. or abilities, wits, to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you and I just need to just not try to do as much, do less. I didn't say be lazy. I didn't say lay around. I didn't say sleep later, goof off. I'm saying actually plan a little bit less in your day where you've built in space to hear God more mm. so you can make sure you're where he wants you to be and not where you're, listen, not where you are hoping he'll show up. Yeah. Mm. And you're planning all those things. And now. then we're planning. So we are so guilty of mm. planning a calendar and praying God bless it yeah. rather than saying, God, show me what you've already blessed. Let me put that on the calendar. Wow. That is so good. Let me give you a super practical example that I just recently started doing. Come on, let's go. So the semester just started at school and I have two classes on Thursdays. I have one class from like 12 to 350 or something. Okay. And then another class from like six to eight fifty. Okay. So my after my first class, I have this huge margin of time. And I could fill that up with doing so much stuff. Like that's that's such a great opportunity to get work done. And I right. use like half of that for that that exactly. But what I just recently started doing is I instead of going straight to Starbucks, going straight to whatever and, mm. and just getting right onto work, I go back to my car in the parking garage. 
and I just kind of try to separate myself a little bit. Wow. Mm. I, I just try to, I brought my Bible with me and I just could read some Proverbs and, and just listen to worship. It was kind of funny because this guy was sleeping in his car next to me. <laughs> but, you know, you just got to not focus on that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But, like, rather than just going straight back into work, you have to create that margin of time, whether it's on lunch break or if it's, if it's on your way home. That's like, good. we've talked about that before. Like, use that time to reevaluate your mind, reorient what yeah. your thoughts are yeah. back to Christ. That is spot on. That is absolutely good. And you know what lavender is? Okay. To, oh, yeah. We what? need to bring that back. What? What is that? <laughs> Unfortunately, we made a promise at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> okay. Clearly, this to... is really important to the voice of lavender. So. I... <laughs> yes. I. So let me explain that. Okay, is it okay go. if I explain it? Do yeah. you guys want to? Yeah, let's go. Okay, Do you remember so... it? I honestly forgot I the barely setup. Remember. That's what I was... <laughs> I'm going to say it on my, my memory, okay? So okay. I was singing a song yes. before we started the episode, mm. and Pastor Ron said my voice was like silk. Velvet. Vel- Vel- velvet. Velvet. Okay, I see. I don't remember. Ever. <laughs> yeah. So he said it was like velvet, and I don't know what he said after that. And then I went as like a joke. Yeah, then something. I was like crushed velvet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so after that, I thought he said lavender. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said lavender, but apparently, well, I just like lavender. Okay. And I I thought he was just saying like it. Like, it's kind of, like, sweet, you know? Okay. So, when I heard him say that, I was like, uh, yeah, your voice is like lavender. And so then, I don't know. I Rodney guess was... was like, lavender? <laughs> Didn't We're... make sense. Like, Jordan was, like, implying, yeah, lavender. Like, yeah. just like what you said to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry if that's a letdown to you guys, uh, explaining the joke. Yeah. But, but we were wondering how in the world he can, how we heard velvet and, and how I said velvet <laughs> and he thought lavender. And Rodney looks at him, he's like... What? Wait, what? Like, it was what? velvet, not <laughs> lavender. What does that even mean? Where's that coming from? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyways, all of was... a sudden, all of a sudden, our audience is in the same place I am right now, which is I don't think I even need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jordan Lagerspada, like, lavender. Share, subscribe, stay with us in those powerful moments learned from Jordan. The, I hope you guys know the difference the young, between lavender the and The young velvet. man with a lavender voice. <laughs> mm, I might get, you know what? I might stop by Foxtail and grab myself a good old lavender Yeah, yeah. Latte. You know what? Do but, not mix up the two and then order. Can uh-oh. I have a black velvet, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what? What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I don't I even know how to end. put some mold in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want you guys all to know I love you. I think that's, that's where we end. There's only that's, that's the only possible way to end. Goodbye. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> yep. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>